Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, I am joined by Nicole Baker Holloman, and we are talking all things perfectionism because let's face it, most of us mamas have um, some perfectionist tendencies, or maybe that's just me, but I don't think it's just me. So this is going to be such an incredible conversation today. And with that, I would love to welcome in Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun always doing like back-to-back recording because you were just on my show. Now I'm on your show. And it's like, I just get to talk to you for like an hour and a half straight. And what better, what a better day I could have. Like, what am I saying? What? (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. That's life. That's like, that's that's imperfection right there. Right. Exactly. It's my squirrel brain. It's, it's the reality (laughs) of it all. But no, I love having conversations like this because it just like lights me up and it makes me feel seen and not alone because let's face it, like it's easy to get caught up into this whole like shiny object of perfectionism. Everybody else is rocking it, hitting those 10K months. And if I'm not, I'm less than. No, not at all. So before we dive into what I know will be an amazing conversation, tell us all the things about yourself, who you are, what you do and who you serve. So I am a coach for perfectionists. I'm also a podcast host, a speaker, D all of the above. I'm I'm in all in all of it. But one of the big things that I do is helping those high achieving perfectionists. I also call them success driven perfectionists achieve their goals imperfectly. Cause something I see a lot of people who are perfectionists and I actually really quickly want to just pause. Let's define perfectionism. Cause a lot of times I'll come on shows and they'll be like, Oh, so, you know, perfectionist, like a very type a person, like the house is immaculate. And I'm like, that's a type of perfectionism. Yes. However, I define perfectionism as a person who demands absolute perfection standards for themselves. So like, let's say I'm the type of person who's like, I want to give 135% to my business today. And if I give 134%, I should have pushed harder. I could have worked more. I could have done more. And it's always looking at the lack rather than what we've done. That's how I define perfectionism. So I help these perfectionists look at their goals. And by the way, that is a plural because there's normally not just one goal, not just two goals. It's like 10 to 45. Like there's no in between, like it's on that range somewhere. So I I see these people have so many goals and so many things they want to accomplish. And by the way, they want to just drop in at master level at each of these goals. And they're beating themselves up constantly for not being there yet, which results in either them burning out, trying to get there and do all the things, juggle all the things, add in being a parent and holy God, oh my goodness, who can juggle that many plates? Or they'll procrastinate. They'll say, oh, I'm too overwhelmed. Oh, I'm not really feeling motivated today. I'll do it tomorrow. What's easier? I can scroll through social media for an hour and a half. I see that all the time. So I help them getting out, get out of that mindset and instead start ch- achieving their goals messy. We talked about this on my show with that messy action, with that imperfect action. And the amazingness is that people tend to achieve their goals way faster and they enjoy the life they're working so gosh darn hard for. Ooh, I love your definition of perfectionism. It's so true. And I don't think I've ever heard it like, 
stated that way before. Like it makes so much sense though. Can we dive a little bit more into that? I would love to hear like, how does this, how do we even start to identify like, oh, I think she's describing me and now I don't know what to do. And now like I feel seen, but I'm not sure where to go from here. So I'm actually, I actually qualify perfectionism in like three different categories and we'll just go ahead and and talk about these. So there's the people pleasing perfectionist. This one's pretty standard. We hear the word people pleaser thrown around like crazy nowadays, but this is the type of person who's always putting everyone else's voice to do lists, schedules, projects on a pedestal above themselves. So for instance, um, Let's say you're a mom, you're starting a business for the first time and you have this mom group and people are like, oh, that's your business. Are you sure? And immediately you feel yourself go boop, 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 boop down the pedestal and then boop, 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 up the pedestal. You start to believe everything they say as gospel. Even if you know what you want, that business that's calling to you, even if you know that's meant for you, you put them on a pedestal above yourself. So this is always from a lack of trust within our own gut, within our own decisions within our own um, ability to go against the grain. So we try to be perfect for everyone else. Type two, however, is the procrastinating perfectionist. So I have a quiz, um, the three types of perfectionists, and I think almost 3,000, if not over 3,000 people have taken it. And 60% of people get procrastinators. So like that's how big of a pool we're talking about here. This is always the biggest type. However, I hear people pretty often after they take the quiz or I do something like this and they'll reach out to me and they'll be like, oh, I'm definitely the procrastinator, but that sucks because procrastinators are lazy. And I want to just, eh, no, wrong. (laughs) Like procrastinators are not lazy. They are in fact the, probably the hardest workers I've ever met in my life. They're just working and busying themselves with the things that are safe and not moving them forward. So think about it this way. Let's go back to our 10 goals example. And let's say there's, uh, you know, you want to launch a podcast, but that scares the daylights out of you. That's one of your 10 goals. And you feel so overwhelmed by, God, I have to talk into a microphone. Like, do I know how to talk into a microphone for 20 to 45 minutes? Do I have a microphone? I don't have a microphone. How do I host on a platform? Where's the R- What's an RSS feed? Like, blah, 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 blah. And the overwhelm button or the fight, flight, freeze button gets slammed in our brain. And we, as procrastinators, tend to flight, not freeze. That's important because freeze is numbing out. It's, oh my God, I can't do anything. Blah, 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 blah. Flight is, ooh, I'm not feeling motivated. Let me go clean the dishes. Do, 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 do. Let me go do something that feels safer. So that's the procrastinator. And I see this a lot in new business owners because everyone on the internet, like you said at the beginning of this episode, everyone on the internet, you need to be making 5K months. You need a lead generation. You need an email marketing system. You need a social media preference. You need a 10K on social media. You need to make your first 10K man. And it's like, ah, like the overwhelm button just immediately gets slammed. So we procrastinate. Of course, if you're familiar with the 80-20 rule, also think about procrastinating as only working on your 80% tasks. However, we then have the high achieving perfectionist or the overachiever. Now, this is the type of person who's always saying, when I achieve this, then I'll be happy. When I make X amount of months, then I'll be happy. When I launch the business, then I'll be happy. When I'm able to go full-time in my business, then I'll be happy. When I'm able to have a website, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be successful. 
And it's always this moving target because you, uh, let me ask you this, Amy, because I'm assuming you have a little bit of overachiever in you. Uh, just, just a little, uh, <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> so when you achieve a goal, especially like when you were in the deep, deep in your perfectionism, when you would achieve a goal, did you take a lengthy amount of time and feel really good and proud of yourself and celebrate? Heck no. No, Heck no. I would be like, oh, this is awesome. Okay. What's the next thing? Yes, next, exactly. Please. Exactly. So that's the overachiever. They tend to immediately be on to the next thing. Again, going back to my definition of perfectionism, they more so than anyone are looking at the lack. What am I lacking? What am I not doing? That's enough. What am I, um, what am I missing? Uh, how am I not pushing hard enough? They're always looking at, you know, I see this often even they'll be like, okay, my goal is to push 135% today. They'll push 136% and they'll be like, well, I didn't make it to 145. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I am such a high achieving perfectionist. I say this as one. So those are the three types that I see the most often in perfectionism. That makes so much sense. I love how you lined, outlined all of this because I think we have a little bit of all of those. Depending on what season of life we're in, I can identify with every single one of these at one point or another. And it's held me back yeah. a lot. And especially like looking back, it's so easy to connect the dots. It's like that Steve Jobs saying, like you can connect the dots looking back. Yes, absolutely. So for somebody that's like in the thick of it, that's like, okay, yep, I'm the people pleaser. Or, yep, I'm the procrastinator. Or, yep, I'm the overachiever. Where can you give us some tips of like, where do we start? Like now that we've identified it, okay, that's yes. step one. That's so important. And definitely go take Nicole's quiz. If you're like, but I mean, I think I'm kind of all of these at once. Go take her quiz. She'll really guide you of which one you truly are identifying mostly as right now. But can you give us some tips to how to move away from this? Absolutely. And I want to, I want to touch on what you said at the beginning of that, just for a second, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm all three, womp, womp, like womp, womp. <laughs> it, it, that's actually really normal in different areas of life, in different categories of life, we tend to lean into a different type of perfectionist at work. I am the overachiever. However, in my family, I am a people pleaser, 10 of 10, <laughs> absolutely people pleasing perfectionist. So what's important about this, it's not to like categorize yourself like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram. It's not to do that. Instead, it's to say, okay, in business, I tend to be more of the procrastinator. Then I now know how to get out of procrastinating in the business. And I'll talk about the tactic, the tools and tactics in just a second. But that's the reason I like to have these qualifiers there. So tools and tactics. Let's start with the overachiever. The big thing for overachievers is to start, and this sounds so detrimental and oh, high achievers, you hate it when I say this. It's like I said at the beginning, start enjoying the life you're working so hard for. I used to say for high achievers, it's slow down and no one, no one slowed down. No, And no. I find that hilarious and also very apt. So I changed it to start enjoying your life. Start showing yourself self-compassion. Because what we do as high achievers is we constantly hate ourselves to the next level. I'm not doing enough. You're not pushing hard enough. You should be doing more. We're so mean to ourselves. So it's really start showing yourself self-compassion. What I've seen from this is people not only achieve their goals faster, which is amazing, but they also start taking more time for themselves. 
And I'm like, how does that work? It works because they start leaning into more of the tasks that are going to get them further faster rather than the things that are busying them, which Ooh, a lot of high achievers nice. tend to like, like busy. They tend to like feel like uh, on, um, you know, very self-important when we're like, how are you doing? And they're like, I'm busy. <laughs> right. Busy. Like it's a badge right. of honor, right? We yes, we're busy. Exactly like it's yes. a badge of honor. And it's like, no, I'll never forget. Someone asked me once, well, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, I work. And yep. I, like, like actually like hearing myself verbalize, I was like, oh my gosh, but you are so absolutely right. Like I've really been intentional this year about just embracing life more and having fun and giving myself white space. And it's so counterintuitive. It's still like so foreign for me to wrap my mind around, but what you were describing 100% accurate, it works. It is not easy to do. But it really is a game changer. Okay, yes. come on. So I, I want to talk about that for a second because something I've also been doing is saying, because I said I said the same, it's like we had the same conversation. I, someone was like, oh, so like, what are your hobbies? And I'm like, hobbies? What's like, a hobby? Yeah. Like, I didn't know what that was. And I finally was like, who is Nicole the person? Not Nicole the entrepreneur, not Nicole the goal getter, not Nicole the personal development student. Who is Nicole the entrepreneur, or excuse me, who is Nicole the person? And it turns out Nicole the person loves sitting on her porch at night with a big glass of water and reading fantasy romance novels. That is my favorite thing. And I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it so much that I then started a hobby podcast about it. That's a whole other conversation because my life has been very wild since that has started. But- like you're allowed to have hobbies that have nothing to do with your goals. You are a person first long before you're a goal getter. For the procrastinator, however, the big thing is diminishing the overwhelm. So let's take, um, let's take, let's say one of your goals, one of your 42 goals at this moment. Um, well, first and foremost, stop going after 42 goals. I, I really cannot stress this enough. If you are trying to make progress in 42 different areas of life, it's going to be so tiny and incremental that your brain will not process it as progress. Instead, it will say you're not doing enough, which then will make you either burn out by trying to push harder or give up saying I'm a piece of shit. And we yeah. don't want either of those things. So narrow it down. One to two goals is the sweet spot. One is preferable, please. So let's say your one goal at the time is I want to launch a website for my business. But what I see procrastinators do often is they're going from, okay, where I am right now, level one or level zero even, and they're trying to drop in at level 100, AKA the goal is done. And they put like on their to-do list, have website or finish website when they haven't even started website. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's this huge, big task, which is overwhelming. So instead of looking at how can I get to level 100 as fast as possible, ask yourself, what's level one, not two through 99, one, this diminishes the overwhelm. So let's say level one here is, um, research three website platforms and sign up for the one I like the best. Boom. That's not overwhelming. That's Google. We like Google. We know how to use Google. So chunk things down. Now I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, that's toddler stuff. I don't need to do that. My toddler needs me to do that stuff, but not me. I'm smarter than that. I have some bad news for you. We are not. Our brains are not working that way. They need chunked down things, especially 
especially now that we have information coming at us from the woodwork on a daily basis. We are not that far along in brains. Like we're far along in technology. We're not far along in brains that yeah. we can overcome that thing. Yeah. People pleasing. You're already doing it. Congratulations. <laughs> the big thing for people pleasers is fill your ears, learn new things that will get you to trust your own voice. Podcasts about personal development, about stepping your own power are great. Therapy. I'm a big, big, big believer in therapy. I grew up in the personal development world. Both my parents worked for Tony Robbins for many, many, many years. I grew up thinking therapy was failure. I'm going to be straight up honest. However, my parent, or excuse me, however, my husband, uh, about four years ago, started doing a really in-depth therapeutic journey. And he is a different person in the best way. I'm amazed at what he's done. So actually earlier this year, I started therapy and it has been the most humbling experience of my entire life. I'll be straight up honest. So therapy is great. Coaching is also awesome. Depending on where you are, if you need to go back and heal some stuff from childhood, please do therapy. If you're ready to move forward and look at goals, please look at coaching. Um, but if you're like, I don't have the investment right now to do that. Podcasts are free. Libraries are free. You can go rent books. You can download books off of things like Scribd or Google or whatever, but start learning because we become what we consume. And if you start consuming different things that get you thinking in a different way, you will become it eventually. Oh my goodness. Absolutely amazing. And then everything you described, it makes so much sense, but it's also easy to implement. It's not like you have to go out and totally be this whole different person and no. invest thousands and thousands of dollars. Like literally any one of those action items you just listed out, that can literally change your life. So if you're hearing this and you're going, you know what, that's me. Awesome, high five, that is step one. You are now aware. Step two is implementing, implementing what Nicole has just walked you through. It's the implementation that gets you the results you desire. And it's not easy. It's taking the time to invest in yourself, do the inner work, develop that self-awareness. That's where you're really going to see those changes. And absolutely, I wholeheartedly agree. Like what you're consuming, yeah, that becomes your reality. And so often we get stuck in these negative thought loops and we close our minds off. We view obstacles instead of opportunities. I just literally had this happen to me today where I was starting to get like in a little bit of mind drama. And I go, wait a minute, I got to stop. Uh, it, I had to step back and ask myself, well, how can I make this work? How can I make this work? And then guess what? I thought of at least 10 different ways that I could move forward with this problem that I was having. So it's all about just becoming so self-aware and seeing those opportunities because they're out there. Well, and I, I, I love what you did and it's so specific and I want to highlight it. We... We are so programmed to be like Hermione Granger, basically. Yeah. Like if there was a question asked, boop, we know the answer, but we're constantly asking ourselves questions on autopilot every single day. So like 
for instance, the high achiever is going to be asking, what can I do? Uh, what can I do more? How can I push harder? What should I, what else should I be doing? Um, oh, they're achieving doing that. Maybe I should make a lead generation also. I'm not really working on that right now, but maybe I should. Like, There's all these questions that are constantly roaming around in our head, but our brains are programmed to answer them immediately. Now, it also makes up bullshit answers if oh, yeah. it means serving a belief that we have in our brain. Let's say I have a belief that I'm not smart enough and I see, or I'm thinking like, oh man, what more should I be doing? And I'm like, oh, well, you should be learning, Nicole, because you're stupid. Like I, like that is the answer my brain would come up with. And actually that's a real example from numerous years ago. I used to very much believe I was an idiot. Um, I don't believe that anymore. I have a very, very embedded belief that I'm highly intelligent. And that's just to go to show how much that can change. Um, but when we start asking ourselves better questions, um, one of my favorite ones is what if I did the opposite for 48 hours? That's Ooh. from Tim Ferriss. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. That's from Tim I Ferriss. Like um, if I was required to think outside the box, what would I do differently? I love that one too. It just gets you thinking in a new way rather than your autopilot, which is not really great, creating great answers a lot of the time. Right. Exactly. Because if you think about it, all our brain's job is to do is to keep us safe. Exactly. And it still yeah. goes back to primal mode because it thinks like a saber tooth tire is going to pop out when the reality is like, no, it's, it's not. Yeah. But we tend to get in our own ways. We get in our heads so much and that keeps us stuck. Stuck. It keeps us playing small and really holds back so much potential. Yeah. But I just, I've loved this conversation because I think every single one of us can identify with every single one of these but don't judge yourself. I think it's so important to realize like that this is reality. It's okay. So don't judge yourself if you're like, you know what? I am a people pleaser and a procrastinator and an overachiever and all of the things. Because it's yeah. that awareness that you can use to take your power back and to move forward. Nicole, thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom and value and knowledge with our listeners. How can we get into your world? Where can we learn more? Tell us all of the things. You're amazing. Oh my gosh. I am. Uh, I have a podcast, which you're listening to a podcast right now. We are probably on that platform. It is called Imperfect Success, uh, where we dive into all things perfectionism, high achieving, uh, productivity, procrastination, all of that stuff. Uh, I'm also mostly on Instagram. I'm at life coach Baker on there. And I also do 30 minute discovery calls, which are 30 minutes of you and I coaching, actively coaching. I've been on a lot of discovery calls where it's like, let me pitch you for 30 minutes and not actually give you any tactics or tools. I don't do that. We do active, active coaching, and it's a free 30 minute call. And you can go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash discovery call for that. And I realized I didn't say the quiz um, URL that is lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz, totally free, but you can figure out what type of perfectionist you are on there. Absolutely incredible. Get into her world. She is truly just the queen of this. So Nicole, thank you again so much. I appreciate you taking the time to pour into our listeners today. Thank you for having me. This has been a blast. And until next time, mamas, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 